0: Hello, Bonsai friends, and welcome to episode 13 of the Bonsai Southeast podcast. I'm Evan Pardue with Underhill Bonsai, and this time I am joined by my co-host, Carmen
1: Leskoviansky.
0: I, I struggle <laughs> with this with, uh, with Mike's, uh, thing too. It's, uh, Kisune Bonsai is mm-hmm. his, is his Bonsai, uh, company that he, he calls him. Is, uh, Yeah, his platform. Uh, but yeah, Carmen is the current apprentice at Michael Hagedorn's Cartigas Bonsai Garden. Um, and how are you doing today, Carmen?
1: I am well. How are you?
0: Doing excellent. Today, we're going to be talking about having trees ready for show, like show ready trees and why it's important and how many of those trees should you have and how to basically maintain those trees. Uh, but before i get started i do need to mention our podcast is sponsored by underhill bonsai nursery louisiana's premier bonsai nursery if you'd like to support the show uh follow like and subscribe uh, me and carmen and mike's accounts our social media accounts and also other endeavors uh, for facebook and instagram for Underhill's under the same handle and you can visit our website underhillbonsai.com for carmen she is one of the co-founders of the purple pot society Check out the National Women's Bonsai Club at purplepotsociety.org for more information. And also, she is the Bonsai Collection Specialist, or one of the Bonsai Collection uh, Specialists at University of Michigan. Uh, the podcast will also have its own merch soon, and we will have a few t-shirt designs that were made by my personal uh, artist friends and Bonsai friends with a logo to sport on the back that says Bonsai Southeast. But if listening to today's episode is what you can do, that's more than enough, and we thank you very much. So uh, let's get into the topic. So I had mentioned before, having show-ready trees. So Carmen, when it comes to show-ready trees, what would you consider a show-ready tree since you're surrounded by so many of them at the Cartigas Bonsai Nursery?
1: Um, I would say a show-ready tree is uh, something that's been developed uh, over time. It's a mature bonsai. It's something that's um, I mean, as as far as details go with styling and presenting a tree, it's as detailed as you can get everything from taking off every single brown needle or brown leaf to making sure that the pot is mossed and the moss is clean, the pot is clean and oiled. So it's it's not just having a tree or a well-developed tree, but it's, it's something that's to the point of um, probably as near to perfection as you can get with a bonsai.
0: For for dressing up the tree um, in reference to, like, top mossing, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's something that we, like, don't normally do uh, when it comes to a typical bonsai garden, especially like a grow garden. Uh, Cartigas is a little bit uh, unique in that aspect because everything's kind of always on display there.
1: Yeah. Also, it helps being in the Pacific Northwest. We can't really keep the moss off of things. So we just have... Lots of moss. Um, the challenge, though, for us is getting the right kind of moss to grow on the pots because we've got some some mosses that do better with mounted trees versus something that's um, in a smaller pot or um, a smaller tree needs a smaller moss. So. So here it's more picking which moss you want rather than making sure that it is mossed though. We have had times where we've had to go and actually hunt down moss, but again, luckily because of where we live, um, that's, that's pretty easy.
0: Yeah. The, like, that's kind of one of the things with, uh, with, with the whole moss, the, the dreamy moss that you see like that on bonsai Uh, I have a lot of people who are beginning to get into bonsai. and ask me how do you get that gorgeous moss to grow on there all the time because it's made that assumption that a show ready tree should have that but like you said it's kind of a it's kind of a, a almost a nuisance in a way uh if you don't control it um especially in something like a rock planting or a slab planting type tree if mm-hmm. it overtakes the whole thing and you want to see the rock as well um and i tell some people as well some uh, young bonsai practitioners that um even at the nursery where we're constantly having a watering system hit the trees um, in some some, short, some form or another, I'm actually trying to clean that moss off the soil surface more often. Um, and so from the experience of getting a tree ready for show, for me, um, it's looking at keeping that moss off your trunk, off your mm-hmm. main trunk. Because yeah. um, sometimes the moss does grow up where you don't want it, and it could cause a lot of issues with getting under an old desirable bone size bark. So the bark will be mm-hmm. peely, you know, have like Japanese black pine or cork bark elm, something with magnificent uh, bark on it. And that moss will creep in there and kind of mess up that, uh, that plating a little bit and push it off or rot it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it can also just completely cover your Navari, especially on deciduous trees when your, your moss is just so thick and you've let it go so far that you just can't even see your root base anymore. Um, so That's that's one of the nice things about placing moss for show is that you can really control where you are putting it, but controlling your moss, uh, if you live in a place where it's often mossy, um, keeping it off of your roots can be uh, really important because when you do go to clean your roots off right before a show, you know, if you're not careful, you could scrape off some of the bark or make some discolorations on your bark. So, um, yeah, that's another thing to consider. But also, too, when you're when you're looking at pines or stuff that grows in more arid climates, um, your show ready tree may not necessarily have as much moss. It may have more lichen. It may have more stone. So considering, I guess, what um, uh, what region your tree is from is important. But I I guess the point more so then is just top dressing your pot, um, whether it's moss or stone or lichen or or whatever you have on there
0: yeah the nabari is a really good point too because uh when we go to show uh we we may or may not let the nabari uh and, and for new new like newer people to what that word means it's uh the surface root of the bonsai uh we may or may not let that be exposed to the sun or it may need more development so sometimes even dressing certain uh perimeters are outsides of the Nabari to help it kind of develop more uh stay better protected during hotter times of the year and stuff like that so um yeah we're going into moss a good bit here because it is a very important it is it's very important to bonsai i mean it's what makes the bonsai scale it's the grass mm-hmm. it's the texture it gives to it and like you said like you guys have a lot of great lichen that mixes really well with y'all's moss as well um, but I do want to mention that uh, for a lot of beginning uh, bonsai practitioners, that moss is not essential to the growing of the bonsai, though. Um, yeah, absolutely. It, yeah, and the soil surface in my in my experience is more important because what you're going to be looking for is more of water percolation and penetration mm-hmm. in certain parts of the root system. So if you're always mossed up, then you can't see what's going on below.
1: Yeah, it can hold a lot of moisture, which can be really good and it can be really bad. So,
0: yeah, species dependent. Mm -hmm. So what another kind of thing that I I feel like needs to be touched on more is like, what is a show ready tree? And uh, Carmen kind of defined it a little bit just a moment ago. It's it is something that is near perfection. And that's that's kind of that's kind of like bonsai, like the best bonsai, like an old bonsai doesn't really follow that. So what we're kind of saying is like not necessarily perfect, like perfect triangle, but like perfectly like Moche Kome feeling old, asymmetrical, uh, seeing time, experience time. And that is hard to get right. But near perfection is. yeah. I know. Yeah, I think
1: I think what I mean for with near perfection is for. It's as as well groomed as that tree can possibly be it's as close as that particular tree can be to being perfect in whatever state it's in and I think generally they are more what you tend to see in in professional shows and in Japan and everything are, are these more mature mature trees. Um, and I think that's that's typically what you would consider a show ready tree um I'm gonna be that person and and also, play the other side where doesn't matter. Um, showing a tree, sometimes I think it's more important to show a tree whether or not it's technically ready or deemed perfect or mature enough, like just showing a tree that you love for the fun of showing it, I think is also something that's important, not necessarily always having that mature old tree, but um, I think what we're, what we are talking about right now is the the mature tree.
0: Yeah, no, and I I think the <laughs> more to add on to that point is um, for 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 those who want to show their tree and their their tree doesn't look like the tree in the book or on the magazine cover of Boneside today. I know that's kind of dated. Boneside Focus, uh, or on the cover of your even your Boneside clubs, uh, you know, newsletter that they send out or something. It doesn't have to be that, but it can be one of your personal trees, and if and if you're tree is the best that you feel like it can be I consider that to be a show ready tree or at least it can be moved in the proper in that direction to be start becoming that tree Mm -hmm. um and we're talking about trees that that are you know you feel like it has a sense of direction it has a sense of age or some kind of form that you feel like is presentable and uh I think a show ready tree can kind of be broken down into a couple of different categories of what you need to get there mm-hmm. um and one of those things uh would be uh of course your form realized like what, mm-hmm. what what style or form you're going for um your pot needs to be right for that tree or planting orientation either be stone slab pot whatever um i've seen crazier things nowadays than just bonsai mm-hmm. pots but um, and then another aspect is is its identity as as feminine masculine or maybe even uh a different style tree to 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 kind of match the display you're going for so your table and your accenting plants what what is that tree's identity so that it sets itself apart so it's not just you mm-hmm. know tree on a stand with a little flowering uh kusumono
1: right it has to be a tree that has an identity. I think that's, that's the key thing. It has an identity. It has a story to tell and you have the right means to tell that story with all of the pieces of your display.
0: Yeah. Um, and so how many of these trees, how many sh- quote unquote show ready trees should you have in your collection? Um, and I know with, with where you're at, Carmen, it's uh it's a good bit of trees up there, but um, how many trees do you think, you could comfortably maintain to that level. If, if you were trying to put some of those trees in show, just, just ballpark it.
1: Oh boy. Um, considering I've maintained collections, most of my career, I feel that I could probably maintain, I don't know, a fair number to a show ready level, but that would mean that I wasn't displaying or I wasn't developing anything, um, off on the side. Um, I think it's, I'm trying to remember, I think it's recommended to have, I think, five to 10-ish trees if you're, um, you know, kind of a hobbyist, non-professional, but, but doing uh, show trees. Um, so enough that you can give the attention, you know, to all of your trees that they need. And so that, you know, once you have a tree in a show, you can give it a rest and have something else show, you know, next time um, you have options that way yeah um, yeah
0: yeah. it's the balance i think it, there is a balance in it it's because like you said uh developing trees mm-hmm. because that's part of what we do bonsai for is development right and and then and then we always have to remember why we're doing bonsai is we want we want to put them on display and we want to view them and then mm-hmm. we want to view other beautiful trees with our trees yes. so um it's it, it is kind of a it is a balancing act so five to ten trees that does that does sound right um in and that's that's whenever you feel like you've gotten to the point where um the trees that you have are are past the very early stages we're not talking uh right. you still have to blow the tree out get thickness and branches or taper in the trunk or you can get there I know that that point, takes several years and then you have, you first of all have to develop the taste and what you want to maintain at that level um and so 10 uh five to 10 sounds sounds about right um I'm thinking about my personal garden out back right now there is I counted the other day it's like 30 to 40 trees mm-hmm. that's that's um that's including the show shohen so the show hen tips the scale at at like 40 Yeah, Uh, slightly.
1: Are they all show ready?
0: Um, But that's the thing. Yeah. Not all of them are show ready. Um, Mm -hmm. In fact, I think about five of my trees at any time that I would I know about a show coming up. um, Like if it was a, a local club show, then, yeah, boom, I've got one of those trees looks decent. Is it a silhouette show? I've got that tree. Is it a could I bring my pine tree, my black, my Japanese black pine for something quick? Yeah, it looks good all the time. Usually. Um it 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 is seasonally dependent. But yeah, like you said, having some of those trees and then having like the bench, like mm-hmm. literally like a baseball team, like the the slack off for a little while kind of bench.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um is kind of a good way to look at that too.
1: Yeah, one of the things that I've learned from working in a, a public garden setting with a bonsai collection is um how many the The question is how always how many trees do we want to have in this collection and generally speaking we want to be able to show or we want to have um about one-third of the collection on display and two-thirds in reserve so that that kind of makes sense with your you have five-ish trees ready for you know displayed any one time you have about 40 you know so that's maybe more than that ratio but for a collection of say, 100 trees that we have at University of Michigan, we always have about 30, 35 trees on display, which is about right. Um, Here at Cortigas, we've got, I don't know, um, about probably about 100 trees that could go into show within a year, year and a half, you know, like they're about ready. um, But whatever we put into a show, you know, at the Japanese gardener or, or wherever it's, it's always far fewer. It's always about, you know, 10, maybe 15 um, if we really have that much in any one place. So um, yeah, about a, a one third ratio is usually pretty good um, to consider that gives you, you know, wiggle room with what you can have ready and what needs a break.
0: Yeah. Um, and you still have to track down stuff for each tree. Um, and it does take a while to accumulate things like stands and Kosomono that look good. And even a wall scroll that -hmm. you're thinking of. Um, and I've just now having started getting into a more showable collection, uh, just now started getting stands and scrolls and stuff that I could use and, uh, just having those things as well. Also as part of that maintenance of maintaining Mm -hmm. your collection. Um, and how many, how many, uh, Cusimono or at Cartigas I can't remember. There's there's a good bit of them.
1: Um, I haven't ever counted. Probably a hundred. I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Give or take. It's always changing. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's and
0: and they're all like ranging from one inch pots to up to four to six inch pots. Oh like yeah. That.
1: There's. I mean. There's. Yeah. Well, and then there's the the real big Cusimono that are you know could be displayed on their own. Um, that are, you know, a foot across or we've got the the big nurse logs that are 3 or 4 feet across. So, yeah, um there's a big range everything from, you know, something you could hold in the palm of your hand to something that you need two people to carry as far as accents go. Yeah. But yeah, you wouldn't show those big ones with a bonsai generally.
0: Yeah. Um so yeah, so you got your 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 trees about that that little bit of that ratio of trees what you should have on reserve. Always have trees in the background ready to step up and let the older not the older ones but the ones that you have formerly been working on because you can't keep bonsai on this intense i guess the word i'm looking for you're like you're going to exhaust a tree after a while after keeping it tightly ramified for so long they look great but every once in a while those trees will need a rest um Mm -hmm. some high energy species like elms for us bald cypresses uh some pine species that are high energy, they can't be constantly pruned like that. Eventually they will need to be run wild and then cut back again. Um, so yeah, it's good to have those, those five or so trees, uh, a good selection of, of stands and kusamono uh on, on retainer and some scrolls. If you want to do three points displays. And so why is it important to have these trees? So like think about from uh, someone's perspective uh, that, that, maybe only has a handful of trees in their yard and they might have one or two trees that they're like, Oh, this could be a show tree, but it, I don't feel like it's there yet. But why is it important for someone to move that one of their trees up to that, to that space? What, what do you, why do you think that would be important?
1: I think it challenges you. Um, it's, it's one thing to do bonsai and it's another thing to share your bonsai. And um, I, I think it's Im- important to push yourself to that point because it makes you look at your tree a little bit differently. It, and then it, it also allows for feedback from others who are seeing it. Um, and you have to be ready for that feedback. And I mean, it's funny you mentioned this because I personally have not had any of my personal trees in a show. I've only ever helped display trees from collections I've worked with. So this is something I have to overcome as well. I'm going to try to do it this year um, with a tree in a show, uh, but it just it pushes you to a different level um, of of detail work, of thinking through what's the point of your bonsai, what's the story you're telling, um, how how do you put together your display? So I think it really is just a personal development to to get yourself up to the the next level of of your art.
0: Yeah that That's a good way to put it. Um, and when you have a couple of trees that you really start pouring more and more time into, and then it helps you kind of kind of start seeing your other trees mm-hmm. in a different light. what What can Absolutely. you do with those other trees to improve them? Uh, are they up to snuff? Like so you're putting this these couple of trees up and you're like, okay, I'll show these. And you might look at your other trees and say, is the Nabari on this? Is is the Nabari that I was struggling with on this tree worth it now at this point? Would mm-hmm. would I much rather put my time into something else that Nabari is better? And I know that if I go find another piece, uh, either from a professional grower or maybe you, you get lucky and you find a stock piece, how long will it take you to get to that point that you already have your other show ready trees at? And it'll start helping you line things up so you mm-hmm. can build your back burner of trees easier.
1: Yeah, I think ultimately it it, it pushes you to improve your skills and the quality of your collection um, by putting them out on display for the world to see.
0: Yeah. And then that's that. I think that's the next part of it is putting your trees out. That was something that I think uh, was my biggest hurdle was I was like, okay, I'm going to show my trees, but then I'm comparing myself to all these other people have shown their trees before. And I'm just Mm -hmm. looking. I'm like, who wants to see my pitiful little twig of of a tree um but i've done local shows and a good a good place to to find this this environment that is is kind of more um it's a little bit better is go to a local club club show and show your tree there because Mm -hmm. i guarantee you a lot more people are going to be a lot more modest with their trees and their displays. And if there are higher ups, if there are people who've been doing bonsai longer with more experience is where I I met one of my, uh, one of my best friends in bonsai. Uh, and she's really helped me out is I met her just by trying to show a a tree one time and she came up and she critiqued it with me and that's what it takes. So getting out of your comfort zone and showing a tree too goes a long way.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think local shows are a great place to start because, um, you've got a lot of people there who are just, I mean, they're doing bonsai for fun they're purely hobbyists, um, in general. I mean, you know, you've got some professionals, um, going to their own local shows and part of, part of their club, but, um, it's not, it's not something like a national show or even a big regional show. Um, there's not quite as much pressure. It's kind of a good place to kind of dip your toe in and, and get some feedback before you do take that next step, um of, of going into a, a more refined display space.
0: Yeah. And even before you're about to do that club show, um, I would suggest setting up your display and mossing your tree and having everything look the way you want it, get a black or white backdrop behind your tree and your display and see what it looks like. And, and then ask your your local club that you're going to be working with to to show your tree in there, either their spring show or, or a winter silhouette show or whatever they might be doing. Um, Ask them what space is available. And um, one of the wonderful things about clubs is that um, some clubs that I've seen have a retainer, um, not a retainer, but a kind of like a reservoir for bonsai stands to lend Mm -hmm. out to other people yeah, and get to know other, other bonsai club members. They may have stands that, they might not know what to do with and your tree might be good for that.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Borrowing stands or, um, those little accent sculptures or scrolls. Uh, once you have that community built, there's often folks who will help each other out and share, share everything they have because that stuff can get pricey too. I mean, stands and pots and accents. So having a, you know, a core group, um, of folks who can share is great. That's I mean, that's another thing that uh I've had recommended or I've I've known people to to recommend is create a display group with within your club of you know four or five people and get together every now and then and bring all your display stuff and some trees and just put together displays just for fun and and work through it, talk about you know, why you're choosing this stand or this pod or this accent, or, you know, what are you trying to convey? So practicing display is something that you can find helpful to build your confidence and get yourself ready for a show.
0: Yeah. Coming, coming into a club and looking for a study group who is just, just so happens to be concentrating on that kind of stuff. Um, and I mean, all it takes is asking and, uh, and seeing, I mean, you're already going to be in a place where, uh, there's common interest in bonsai. So mm-hmm. you ought as well start making friends and seeing if you can find people who also have uh good stands and good scrolls. Uh the the pot part, I think, is going to be the the one of the the bigger things with this. Um getting a pot for your tree, uh, like you had mentioned, that's one of the kind of the pricier things in this in this bonesai game that we yeah. play here. Uh finding a custom potter. If you're looking at a tree and you're thinking, oh, I want. A pot custom made for this tree um, I think one of the suggestions would be go for a medium-sized tree as mm-hmm. one of your first trees because we're talking by volume especially if you find a potter that you're like enamored with their work and you're like oh I need that I need this potter I need them to make me a custom piece and the shipping and the liability of the pot and in, in, in the mail so consider that
1: mm-hmm. for sure for sure and then one day you'll end up like us where you have more pots than trees and have to find trees to fill your pots.
0: <laughs> yeah, you could also have a reserve a of, of bonsai pots just sitting around, yeah. And and yeah, that's how we get into this hobby is it's also kind of a collector's hobby too. So yeah, we could have a bunch of bonsai pots just sitting around that are just waiting for that special tree to come across that you would just, you know, put it down in there. And, uh, but yeah, another thing too is Uh, This is this is funny to say, like, uh, some of some of the stuff that I found for display, I went to a bonsai event, Mm -hmm. Um, like the national show, for instance, or or a local um, was that regional show like Mm -hmm. uh, a text, the Texas regional show went to. And you you'll be blown away by like the vendors that are there for a reason. (laughs) So, yeah, Mm -hmm. you're going to find something. Um, yeah,
1: for sure, it's a great place to get stands. It's a great place to get pots and trees and anything that that you need for display. It's a yeah. That's the the other benefit of going to these shows and showing your tree.
0: Yeah, so yeah, that 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 covers a lot of the the stuff um, for this for this episode. It, it so far is I think it, we kind of hit a lot of the ma- major points that I wanted to discuss. Was uh, why how many of those trees should you have? We said you said about oh. a third of what you have available your good...
1: collection. Yeah, just yep. about a quarter to a third.
0: Yeah, try to find a balance. Don't over uh exhaust yourself with
1: mm-hmm. with
0: trying to keep your whole collection uh perfect. Uh remember that moss is not you know an always thing with bonsai. Mossing is something that
1: It's not a make or break moment with the moss.
0: Yeah. The moss will come. That's something that when you get to the the show that you want to collect a variety of moss and then either do your blanket or your patchwork moss or whatever other thing you're envisioning. Um, uh, I guess one of the uh, the big other takeaways that I can kind of lump into one thing is find a local club, find people who have stands, uh, scrolls, maybe even like a club show where they, they have vendors with pots that they're for sale. Uh, you will find a tree that you will want to show and having those trees will like Carmen said will improve your skill as well having those trees amongst your collection. So, yeah, all these are all really great points. I think that's a good little like a 101 kind of kind of setting out and yeah. thinking about keeping your trees uh to a point where they're they're show ready. Uh because this that kind of kind of fills out what we this is why we do bonsai. Because yeah. we want to look at our trees. We want them to look nice. We want them to be presentable as bone size specimens potentially so absolutely
1: yeah get out there and show your trees because I want to see them
0: yep yep I want to <laughs> see something I haven't seen before I, I've seen some trees that you know some trees that don't necessarily follow all the rules because maybe this person who's presenting it hasn't gotten there yet and they do something weird that I was like oh well that's that's really that's nice different. yeah
1: then yeah. it yeah you can get tons of ideas Yep.
0: yeah So, uh, yeah, before we wrap up, though, uh, we have a couple of other things we could discuss real quick. I know that uh, you're going to be part of the ABS uh, show coming up here soon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tell us a little bit about ABS.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, So um, my the other co-founder of Purple Pot Society. Uh, Samantha, she, or her, her home club is the Rocky Mountain Bonsai Society in Denver. And so, um, Purple Pot Society is going to be a big part of the ABS show this year. Um, there'll be a panel on women in bonsai featuring Jennifer Price, Kathy Shaner. Um, oh my gosh, who else? Um, I know there's more, maybe cut that, that little part out. Um, (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, there'll be a a panel on on women in bonsai. Um, Sam and I are working on trying to get together a a little get together for the Purple Pot members um, with some fun merch. Um, I will be there participating in the panel. Um, And, yeah, it's going to be a great time. It's really exciting to see Purple Pot uh, take off. Um, We just actually had our first uh, members' presentation over the weekend with um Cheryl Manning, which was a really fun time. Yeah, so it's, it's nice to see the club actually you know coming together and you know materializing.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I uh I went ahead and sign, signed up and became a member myself, and it's Yay. it's not just specified for just women, men can also support. Yes. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. We'll take anybody, any gender, um, who who wants to be part of this, um. This group. Yeah.
0: Yep. And uh, for the, who, those who don't know, the ABS is the American Bonsai Society. It's a mm-hmm. it's a regional show. Um,
1: yeah. So it's well, it's their national convention. So it's um, that's but
0: that's they, they move it every.
1: Yeah. So they it's their national learning seminars, but they they move it every year to a different location around the country so that different clubs can can host them. And then everybody can kind of get a chance to go to one of them since it's not always in the same location every year.
0: And uh, this one's in Denver this year. Yep,
1: Denver, Colorado. Yep, yep. in uh, June.
0: In June. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. If you, if y'all want to check out uh, the ABS, the American Boneset Society, and go see that show, it's going to be in June. I'm sure there's a website for it. Um, I I think it'd just be Society.org. Yeah, yeah.
1: If you Google, I, I can't remember what it is. If you it's just Google or or American Boneset Society, it'll yeah. it'll bring you right to it. Yeah
0: yeah and that's that's another club that you can go check out beautiful bonsai at like we said and get an idea like take pictures of displays and trees that you like and then maybe go to the vendor area or look at your collection see what you got um but yeah let uh i think this was uh this was a lot of good content for for this episode so i just going to say say uh thank you carmen for for hanging out today
1: yeah Um, anytime
0: yep and we will talk to our bonsai friends next time we'll see you guys in the next one
1: See ya.